0: There are two ideas that just jump out at me because of the scripture today. The first one uh, connects with the world of reality. Did anybody here sell homes or properties? Anybody? Well, if you do, you know this. What are the three things that make the value of a property the greatest? The three things. location, location. Yeah, location, 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 right? It's true. Um, I grew up in an area like this uh, when I was 14 and moved up against the Hollywood Hills on the North Hollywood side, a couple blocks away from the base of the hills. And when I looked out and saw the lights uh, you know, in the, in the, on the hill, it, it reminds me of this area so much. It was like coming home when I got here. And um, when I go around the parish, I look at some very, very old homes, little bungalows, and I know they're selling for a million dollars, bungalows because of the location. It's just an incredible area. Well, that word jumped out at me because of the location of this gospel passage today. Uh, Without looking, does anyone know what chapter it comes from in Matthew? You won't guess. Chapter 11. It's almost dead center. And it follows a very beautiful structure in Matthew. He was very clever how he wrote this. He wrote the first two chapters, they're the infancy narratives. Only he and Luke have them. And then he does this, uh, this big preaching, uh, the, the, the Sermon on the Mount, and all kinds of preaching, and then he gives a call to the apostles, and right after that immediately comes this passage. This is what happens to my followers. And then it goes to teaching, 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 and then his call to go to Jerusalem, for his end, which is on the cross. So there's this parallelism in uh, what happens to disciples and what happens to Jesus. And we really only understand this once we see Jesus get here. And that brings up the second theme, which has to do with his yoke. Um, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are burdened and find life burdensome, all those who are tired. Uh, Jews were tired. They had a huge amount of laws and rules, 613. Uh, Jews loved symbolism, so they, they had 365 negative commandments. You shall not do this. That represented the 365 days of the year. And then they had 248 positive commandments that represented the number of bones and major organs in the body. This is what they said. So this wrapped up for them the way they were to live. Well, when Jesus comes along, he says there's only two things you have to do. Actually, three, but he names them in two sacrament, uh, two um, laws. What is it? Love God. love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Those three things are wrapped up in those two laws of love. There's the burden, love. I was uh, looking at a little reflection from some Christian minister about the yoke, and and the yoke not being Y-O-L-K, but Y-O-K-E. Now, uh, my family grew up on a farm, but uh, I didn't. I grew up in the city. Uh, When I watch movies about uh, how life was, I'm so grateful I was born in 1950, when we already had automobiles and jets and, and air conditioning and all kinds of conveniences, if you were born in 1850, oh my God, to get from here to there was a carriage, and a, and to care for the carriage and the horses, and clean the horses afterward. Ugh. And if it was 1750, oh God, it was even worse. We are overconvenienced. Life is so easy with the conveniences that we have, but the burden of life is still tough. It's work, and life is tough. And we all go through the struggles. This, this coronavirus is, is a, a worldwide uh, piece of work. Worldwide. And there's worldwide fears and, and withdrawings and, and having things taken from us that, that we're convenient and comfortable before. It's just life. It's tough. We've got to go through it. But Jesus said, it's not just so much the things that are given to you, it's what you do with them. And that's the yoke. Now, this minister said he was driving by a farm one day, and he saw uh, two oxes, two oxen, a big, big one, and then a little baby one. And they were both tied to the yoke. And the yoke's a big wooden, like, cross frame. And then they uh, hook up, tie, or chain the oxen, and then they, you know, whip them. Hey, hey, hey. and And as the oxen move, they pull the plow, and then they plow all the ground. But who was doing the work? The baby? I don't think so. It was this big mother oxen. She was yoking the young one, teaching the young one. It's about work, and it's tough. Let's go. Let's get it done. Said it in the oxen language. I speak oxen, so I know that's what they said. Well, this is it. Jesus gives us the yoke. It's right there. The yoke is this cross And it's not just that he's on the cross, but what he does with it. Because as he was falsely accused and arrested and stripped and spit upon and a crown of thorns was shoved into his head and he was carried the cross and he was nailed to the cross and lifted on the cross to die, and as he's dying, he had every reason to hate, but you've heard it before, say it again, Father, forgive them all. They know not what they do. In the face of hatred, and injustice, he could have sought revenge and hated back, but he didn't. And this is the beauty of his yoke. It took him to a place of total freedom, the highest freedom possible, that when all this was done to him, it didn't change him. Rather, digging deep down in the spirit, like the second reading speaks about, he found that life. He wasn't just tied up in body. He was a spirit-filled man From the depths of his spirit, he could love in the face of hatred. Now, this is a difficult lesson to learn. And it's one that we can't just figure out with our brain and our head. I mean, we can understand all the words and everything I just said, but how do we live it? And I think in the scripture today, Jesus gives the key. He says we have to be like little children. He says, come to me, all you who will find life burdensome. I will refresh you. He says, I'm not giving this message to the wise and learned. They don't get it. I'm giving this wisdom to the little ones. Because little ones are open in a different way. One of the beautiful things, I I love this passage, the gospel, because I use it for baptisms a lot. Because um, one of the things that's kind of unique about little ones, until about age four maybe, is that, the trust and love that they have for mommy and daddy is is it's almost like adoration. It's it's what we are taught to do with God. Little ones adore mommy and daddy. Oh, they go through their no stage and they and they get all fussy, but but they believe, they believe in mommy and daddy. It's absolute. Their love for mommy and daddy is unique and special. And we're told many a time that we have to be like that with God, with Jesus, with the Father like a little child who trusts and believes mommy and daddy, that we trust and believe what God our Father speaks through his son Jesus. And we come at it. We come at the wisdom that he gives us like little children, ready to take it in and listen. Even if we understand it or don't understand it, we say, Jesus, you said it. You did it. It must be so. Jesus, because you said it, you did it, I want to do the same. And in this sense, he is yoking us. He's the big ox, and we're the little oxes, and he's teaching us how to get there, how to get to this place, and find in this place still a place of forgiveness and love. And when we get it, not just with the head, that's the easier part, but get it in our heart and soul, in our spirit, so that when we do it and live it, even if not perfectly, not every time, but when we become convinced of it in heart and soul and spirit and begin to live it, we then become the big oxes, and we're passing it on to the little ones, the children who are going into our faith. And the goal of it is, or the fruit of it, however you want to see it, is that if we do it, deep in our spirit we find life. I know whenever I reflect on the cross and and when I think of the suffering that Jesus went through to get there, the, the incredible suffering, and not just the physical, that was horrific, but the rejection and the rejection of his word and his teaching, his total rejection, that he could find freedom and life by loving and forgiving. That's the yoke. And when we live that yoke, he says we will find life and we will give life.